Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Do not touch that dial. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I really just wanted to pause just to encourage you while you're at home, maybe working from home, providing telehealth, that you take advantage of um, podcasting so you can allow your voice to be heard. So listen, I want to talk to you guys about essential workers, essential workers. Now, you know, as a six-figure social worker and producing this podcast, it has been my goal to help social workers recognize and understand how essential they are to this thing we call life, right? And so I hope that it did not take for um, a pandemic for you to recognize how essential you are. And so let's think about it, right? So, you know, with the states and um, everywhere being shut in and, you know, people asking the state, being asked to stay at home and all of that stuff. And then governors coming out and saying, OK, accept the essential workers. Who are the essential workers? Of course, you know, nurses, doctors, um, grocery stores, banks, those and you as well. Now, as a social worker providing mental health um, services, behavioral health services. So while we're going through this time. While we're going through this time, I want to encourage you, first of all, to recognize that it does not have to take a tragedy for you to recognize your own self-worth, your own self-worth. I find that often we wait to be validated by someone else before we recognize the gift that we are to the individuals who's in our lives. Sometimes we wait to be validated, you know, before we really understand our true importance. And so while we're going through this process, while we're going through this pandemic, and while we're all uncertain in some form or fashion, I want you to really be reminded that you have been positioned for such a time as this. Like even now when we're looking at the importance of the doctors and the nurses, and they are absolutely important, but I want you to really understand that they are experiencing some tough mental challenges. And so those individuals will need your service if you are one who provide micro-level social work services. And so I want to encourage you to recognize that you have been positioned on the front line before you even realized it. (laughs) Woo! See, this season is really just helping validate what I've been talking about all this time, right? And so it's really not about making six figures and all of that stuff. It's really about recognizing how essential you are, recognizing how valuable you are in the services that you provide. And so again, As individuals being on the front line, I want to make sure that you, number one, make sure that you're fully guarded and protected. What do I mean by fully guarded and protected? Number one, I want you to make sure that you have your mask on. Have your mask on. What what is that mask? Paying attention to what you're thinking. Paying attention to the anxiety and the fear that you're allowing to overshadow your mind. I want you to make sure that before you go out trying to help someone else, that you have your mask on, that you're fully covered, and that you're girded, that your mind is actually girded with what we know to be true. 
what we know to be true. And so I want you to make sure that you, first of all, have your mask on. Remember, if you ever rolled in or flew in an airplane, it says, if anything happens before you try to assist your, your, your neighbor, make sure you put the mask over your face. Make sure you get the oxygen and then you help the person next to you. So often I find that social workers and individuals in this field they call us the bleeding hearts that so often we forget about taking care of ourselves because we're so we're so passionate and and have this such a desire to help someone else and sometimes we can mismanage you know our own emotions because we fail to take care of ourselves in pursuit of trying to take care of someone else Many times I see social workers on the sidelines when they're supposed to be in the front line. What do I mean by on the sideline? On the sideline, needing, you know, encouragement themselves. On the sideline, needing, you know, the heart palpitations and needing, you know, someone to come and rescue them. On the sidelines, simply because they don't recognize who they are and what they bring to the table. Often we look at how other people treat us as a reflection of who we are. And in this season, I really want you to realize that, wait, hold on. You don't need validation from anyone. Did you hear that? You don't need validation from anyone. If it comes, okay, thank you. Because I am a believer that people don't have to be nice to us. And so when they are, I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, if we wait for someone else to give us a pat on the back, to clap their hands for us, if we wait on someone else to open the door and give us a seat, then a lot of times we'll sit in a victim space. We'll sit in this victim space of why am I not getting paid, you know, more than what I'm getting paid? Why don't they promote me in this position? particular, you know, agency or organization. Why? 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 And I want to let you know, listen, where you go in this field of social work is going to be a direct reflection of what you do. See, I'm pausing because I really need you to think about this. Where you go in this field of social work is going to be a direct reflection on what you do. How do you promote yourself? How do you provide essential services? How are you standing on the front lines? How are you doing that? How are you marketing yourself? I'm going to tell you before I got to where I am now, I promise you, the services that I provided was undeniably um, selfless and the client was the forefront. And so I realized that as I provided the service, the income will come. I didn't chase income. I chased ways and and resources and avenues on how to positively impact the population that I was working with. And so I really want you to take this time while you may be working from home, providing telehealth services, reach in your toolbox. Make sure that you're not thinking that the information that you're giving to your clients is solely for your clients. Make sure that, you know, the meditation that you encourage your client to do that you're doing. Make sure that the journaling that you may encourage your counseling, your clients to do that you are doing. Make sure you recognize that when you're providing CBT services or EMDR services or, you know, solution-focused services to your client, that you recognize these same services 
apply to you. Over the last couple months and um, short weeks here, I've had um, licensed individuals who have lost loved ones and who have experienced some traumatic events. And, you know, um, and I can't tell someone how long to grieve and how to grieve or any of that. But what I can sit back and say is, are you using the information that you would tell your client if your client was sitting in front of you sharing with you? that they just lost a loved one, that they just got a divorce, that they just lost their job. What information would you give the client? What processing would you do? And what I realize is that oftentimes we're so hurt and so beat down by life that we don't even want to use the tools that we have. And so I was introduced to this therapy called Tear soup. Tear soup. What what is tear soup? Tear soup is, um, I learned just recently, it's really just sitting with someone in their pain and allowing them to cry. No need to try to figure out solutions to help them feel better, to help them cope better or any of that. Just really just sitting there and being a listening ear if they want to talk. But other than that, just realizing that it's okay to make tear soup. It's okay to sit there while not knowing and having the answers. It's okay to be silent when someone is openly grieving. It's okay. And so while you are listening to this podcast, and if you are one who have experienced um, death of a loved one in this process, or maybe grieving during this time, I want to encourage you. It's okay to make tear soup. It's okay to sit back. But what's not okay is for you to stay there. The world is still waiting for you. We still need you on the front line. We still need you to be suited up and ready for battle. We still need you to get out here, to get up and to get out and to make something happen. That's what I wanted to encourage you guys with today. I know it's been busy. It's been busy. But listen, you guys are on my heart. That's what this podcast is about. Empowering social workers to stand in their authority and recognize how essential you really are. Recognize that you have been on the front line way before this pandemic. Recognize your value. Recognize your importance. And during this time, take advantage of building your own self up, making sure that your mental is solid, making sure that you're utilizing the skills that you've learned through the years in your own life. So from my heart to yours, I want to thank you for tuning in. I pray that wherever you are, wherever you may be listening to this podcast, that you find yourself safe, that your loved ones are safe, I pray that you are in a state of rest, rest in your mind, peace in your heart. I pray that this pandemic will not overtake you. I pray that you will recognize not only are you essential, but you're valuable. It's your girl, LA, your six-figure social worker. I'm excited in this season. I'm still excited. And I believe 
that we're going to be better together after this. So thank you for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It is your girl, LA, your Six Figure Social Worker, and it is my pleasure to share my heart with you. Again, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon.